Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and our phone lines are working today. <laughs> and uh, I got Cass Smythe from the Cowie Hort Society. She's joined me this morning. Good morning, Cass. Good morning. And uh, so actually a pretty nice day out there. Good good day yesterday. Next few days look pretty warm. So if you out there want to do your pot still, it's one of these years where you have everything won't be totally frozen. You can actually go out and... And do some pot still and make your Well, I have to make thing yet, so. Yeah, so if anyone wants to <laughs> drive by Cass Place and see her thing she talks about on the... So I'm not sure what that is, but... It's a creature. <laughs> it's she... a creature that I make out of a tree and, and various accoutrements. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'll you... send you a picture. All, all right. right. That sounds perfect. Uh <laughs> Uh, I can't get, can't, can't, can't can't get past that, that, can I'm still stuck on this creature thing. Um, and I just want to say thanks to everybody that uh, came out yesterday. We had a great, great, great day. Um, and Santa and Wade and we had our reindeers out at uh, at Spruce It Up. And um, from what I understand, we're Calgary's only reindeer Santa home? and reindeer <laughs> together, photo ops. And it couldn't have went better, Santa and, and the reindeer it, it's so nice, and there's a couple pictures on our Facebook thing, if you have a look. Um, one of the reindeers, and his name was Trump, actually, this <laughs> one, because he was filling in for one of them. And uh, he he put his head on Santa's lap and Aww. went to sleep. Aww. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, it was just like, was, hey, I'm with Santa, I'm with my dude, right? And yeah. I'm just calming down. He was taking a break in between kids, and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. So it was... Uh, if you're looking for a, a neat little picture, and then at the end of the day, Santa was out feeding his reindeer, as he always does. He looks after those guys like oh, like yes. a king, man. He's like Santa's reindeers get looked after pretty good. Well, they should. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and then they, uh, it was awesome. Then they just flew off. Till next year, he said. <laughs> he said, I got a busy couple of weeks coming up. He had to get out of there. Did so. they fly out at sunset or? No, yeah, no, you can see, look on their Facebook page. You can see there's, he was just feeding them at sunset. He let them rest a little bit. Oh. And then they just, off oh, they went. Off they go. Back up to the North Pole and uh, getting ready for the big day. So. Good for you. Yeah. So lots of great people and we raised, uh, and we got lots of great toys that we're going to drop off for the magic of Christmas. And we raised a thousand dollars for the Kyrie Food Bank. Wow. So again, thank you so much. And uh, we really tried to keep it inexpensive for everybody. It was uh, a ten dollars without a toy donation, or five dollars with a toy donation for. A, and we had a professional photographer hired to take pictures. So, and it was kind of funny though because we let people take pictures with their phones as well. Oh like, yes. If you paid for the photo, <laughs> the five or ten dollars, we also let people take pictures, and some of them go. What do you mean? We're allowed to take a picture? They go, you should hit the malls or anywhere. We're not allowed to go nowhere near. They're screaming at you. I said, yeah. no, no, of course. So it was a, it was such a really, really good day. So it was a lot well, of fun. it's a neat sleigh. You showed yeah. me a picture. Yeah, we had our old sleigh all fixed up and... And uh, yeah, no, it was it was a it was a it was a really nice day. The weather cooperated. Obviously, yesterday wasn't so bad, and lots of great kids out. And, the weather was lovely. Yeah, no, it couldn't have couldn't have went any better. So, uh, anyways, just thanks to everybody and all my team at Spruce It Up. Um, thanks for helping out. And uh, Brad, who's at the store, he's uh, Christmas. He loves Christmas, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he does? He loves Ooh. it. Loves it. Okay. Absolutely. No, he goes, uh, he texted me and he goes, uh, this is phenomenal. Because I was in the inside and he was working the gate, letting oh, yeah. people into the reindeer and stuff. And he's just 
this smiley from ear to ear, and then yeah. his daughter Ainsley and his wife Becky came out, and uh, they got their pictures done as well. So it was, um, yeah. Very awesome. nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So anyways, thanks again for everybody coming out and, and sharing the day with us. It was lots of fun. And lots of gardening. Still lots of gardening you can do, eh? Like, I think so. Little things. Little things. Yeah. It's supposed to be plus seven this week. Again, if you haven't washed off your evergreens, things like that, you can get out and give them a good soaking down. Wash well, the dirt. It's warm. Yeah, warm yeah. the dirt, wash the, warm, warm the, the dirt, dirt. wash the dirt <laughs> and dust and all that under your evergreens so they can breathe properly through going into winter before it frees up. It's nice to get them all cleaned up and then uh, get some moisture back into the ground as well. So, because it's dry out, like you feel it. Oh, it's dry, yes. My um, rel- my humidity in my house, like it was the humidity monitor I have said it was like 30% only and that's because it was back with all the plants in the back part of awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, so, but dry. Yes, really dry. All right, we got John's already on the phone. Let's let's go to John and see what's going on. Good morning, John. Oh, good morning, Merle. How are you today? I'm fine. At least about ninety five percent. Yeah, I haven't had breakfast yet. Oh, so you're waiting for the other five percent to kick in, eh? That's right. But you are an asset to the community. (laughs) My gosh, you're you're. Well, thank you. Did yesterday? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the Facebook coverage you got, unbelievable. Thank you. No. You're great, great, great. Yeah, no, we had a lot of fun, and like I said, the the people we had out and and Santa and the reindeer, they were phenomenal. They uh, all the kids just got right up there, and it was uh, there was one or two had a little bit of shyness as usual, but yeah. really for the most part, and it was it's so amazing when when they see Santa John and the and the reindeer, just the face of them, like those little kids, like that's Christmas right there, like that's what it like when they see Santa for the, like. They're just staring at him like they're just eyes are just like oh my god he's right here and uh, so anyways it was it was it was really really nice so thanks for for calling in John I appreciate that you're quite welcome see you next year absolutely and I know take take care bye bye um, yeah John came by and he uh, he dropped off a, a bunch of beanie babies that he was collecting and he wow. donated them to the kids so wow. that was very nice of uh, of John to do that as well so. Huh? Um, we got a few boxes and we dropped some off with, for Leslie Horton the other day when, <laughs> on that morning there, we dropped a that few boxes. That was quite the morning. Yeah. Holy. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, it was. It was really fun and it was that fun was to Wednesday. see. Yeah. Wednesday morning. A lot early, but you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Unlike yourself, Merle, who wakes up in three and five <laughs> yeah. in the morning, but. <laughs> well, so Leslie, when she texted me or whatever, she goes, it's early. I was like, I felt like saying, no, don't worry, I'm, that, that's fine. I'm yeah, well Merle, on my Merle way. is, yeah, he's one of these guys who gets up at the crack of before dark. <laughs> and then, and then when winter, summer, he wears shorts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I like to wear shorts. I'd be optimistic in the, in the garden center business. Yes, so. he does. Yeah. So. What else we got going, Kath? Like you brought in some, and it's funny you brought this in today. And uh, oh, the calendar uh, yeah, and the journal. Yeah, so it's great. These are good gift ideas. Well, they are if you're a gardener. I love the journal, and, Isn't and it the calendar is great as well. But the growing journal, the Kyrie Hort. See, I didn't even know you had this. So this oh, is the Kyrie Horticultural Society. I'm sure I talked to you about it. <laughs> has a, a growing journal, and it's it's very very well done. Great illustrations. Um, it has the little weather icons on the side of it so you can keep track of it um, from year to year. 
And it, and you can keep track of your garden. And what I like it is that it's year to year. You can keep on using it and using it. Yeah, and there's great little trivia things and food for thoughts. And so if and you're looking for tips, absolutely no, yeah. it's it it is actually a very well done book and a journal. And and then there's a little slot at the back for your seed packages and yeah to do like lists and yeah no like that. It's very well done, and I, I like the cover because it's. It's it's pretty much waterproof for the most part on the outside. Yes. And the paper inside feels very, very durable. So it's a, it's a nice it's a nice book. All locally and, produced. Yeah. Good local knowledge. Absolutely. No. Yeah. So if you're looking for gift ideas, you can where do you pick these up? At the office, at the Calgary Horticultural Society office. Oh, so you should you, you want should the- you should have them at your house, Kath, and they can come by and see the thing. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be my next business <laughs> in life is hanging out on my front porch, vlogging my you can sign, garden. You can sign autographs to the journal. Yeah, well, hey? we require several autographs for several people. <laughs> and then you also brought in the calendar, so yes, which is very nice. The Calgary Hort Society has a, a nice calendar, and they have very 12, talented photographer. Yeah, you have yeah. twelve local pictures from different gardens throughout the city. Yeah. And it really opens your eyes to really what you can do in the city again, right? Like right. it's yes. there's some gorgeous, gorgeous pictures, and well, you so. know, as a member of the Horticultural Society, you get a list of open gardens in June, July, in July and August, and you go around and tour these gardens. You get to talk to the gardener, you get to learn a little bit more, and all your fellow gardeners are there, so it becomes almost a big social Sunday afternoon to go Absolutely, out. It's no. a member benefit that I just think is one yeah. of the best. No, no, no. This is a, and it's a great calendar. There's lots of tips per month that tells you what you should be doing in February. It says go to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Oh, is <laughs> no. that when you're going to Mexico? No, actually we're going in January. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, ornamental, your seed chart, which is great. Lots of good things. When to plant your sweet peas. Yes. Plant outside May 1st, germination 10 to 14 days. There you go. There you go. Learn it all here. So if you yeah. forget anything, it's all right here in the calendar. It's all written down. So you won't forget no more. Right. So there right. you go. <laughs> so there you go. There's a there's some couple of great gift ideas if you're looking for that. Um, oh, and a membership. Don't forget. Yeah. Membership for Port your garden. Society. So get that first, and then you can come down and shop at Spruce It Up, because then you get 15% off. Good plan. There you go. So <laughs> And uh, other garden centers. Absolutely. You yes. get lots of... Uh, Great um, gift ideas in the garden centers if you have the gardeners in your in your lives, and so we'll we'll talk about that after in a bit. We'll suggest some ideas of what you can do, and then also just some gardening tips and yes. into heading into the new year and what you can do. So if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open, and they are working today. You can call us at four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Those are the talk and text lines. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite Christmas store. Trees, greens, decor, and so much more. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Lots of Christmas stuff this year, actually. It was uh, great-looking decor this year at our store anyways, and I went to a few of the other ones. Everyone has some great stuff. So I think that's where people can really see the different Christmases, um, themes, 
and like a green gate or whatever, they do more of the ornaments and things like that. That's we do, right. we do more of the decor and different things, and uh, and I stopped by Plantation um, the other day too and said hi to Colin and. Uh, we were trading greens. I got some from him, and he got some from me. So we we switched boxes of greens, and uh, it felt like I was in a Vancouver tree lot, though. Well, it does I, because of the outdoor space and such the a lovely, great little feeling. Yeah. Um, so and their arrangements and things, absolutely yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. He does nice work there. So if you're in the north, you need some tree. His, if you need the a Christmas gal tree. that works for Merle and her gals do a beautiful job. Absolutely, they really do. Yeah, no. So uh, if you if you're looking for a Christmas tree, um, call in there at Plantation. He's on Center Street, right? Fourth, Fourth, Fourth Street, Street just off Twentieth. That's right, yeah. Fourth Street. Uh, I just Good know where I'm it here. is. Yeah, I don't know where it, I know where it is. That's not the address exactly. So, anyways, stop by, say hi to Colin. They do a nice job there, and they said I had a great little feel. Like I felt like I was in Vancouver at a little. Um, country or little inner city tree lot. So felt wow. phenomenal. Lots of trees. in Very there. community. Very much a community space. Absolutely. Yeah. No, which is nice. And that's, uh, it's, uh, and that's what you get when you, when you shop at your ind- independent garden centers and, uh, I visit get a lot most more. of them and I find that I enjoy the well, locally that's you owned get, and, uh, well, you know, shop local. Um, we're really, really working hard this coming spring. Um, we're going to be buying a lot more, working with our local growers on a lot of our annuals and perennials and our trees and shrubs. But a lot of people don't realize how much does come locally yeah. and how much does come out of Alberta and yeah. Canada in general. Yeah, Western Canada. I don't bring anything out of the States. I know no. some of the guys do. I, I kind of refuse. I try not to bring anything through the States. Mm-hmm. Um, we have enough... Um, farmers were all struggling with the currency and things like that, and then and dealing with with the uh, with the American economy. It's nice if we can support Canada, and uh, but we definitely. Alberta has had a growing industry for years. I Absolutely, mean, for yeah, it's. I mean, you have to just go around Red Deer and around Medicine Hat and. The growing industry around there is phenomenal. Yeah, so. no, we had another local grower, um, Zoe and I met with um, last week, and we're looking at doing a whole hanging basket program with her and some planters and different things. So, um, and then we obviously we've been doing a lot with uh, with the grow zone people and things oh, like yes. that. So, we, we there's definitely lots of uh, lots of local people, and we're trying to source that and work with them in partnership. Um, to try and keep all of our economy, we got to support each other as much as possible. Absolutely. And, and uh, anyways, if you get a chance, shop local, hit your garden centers, give us the support, and we sure appreciate it. All right, let's go down to see uh, <laughs> what's going on with Mary all the way down in High I'm River. Worn out. Oh, what's I, up? I'm blown away. Yeah. The wind was so bad. I wasn't go. I tried to go. But my car, and it's heavy, it was all over the road. No way. Yeah. It, whoa. Yeah, it was well, windy. We had about 130 clicks here. We were lucky, and, and it just seemed it didn't quite make it to the south part of Calgary. Oh, you were lucky. Yeah, I yeah. heard. I seen on the news there all the trucks getting blown over. Oh, it was terrible. And I out seen here. one that I've never seen before. It was one of the big, big round bales. The hay was rolling oh, yeah. through, flying <laughs> across that clear yeah. yeah, rolling through the field. Like, wow, well, could you, you know imagine my, how strong that, that wind is? is? 
if that hit somebody, it'd kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you imagine, they weigh about 450 pounds. That's what I mean. Could you imagine how strong the wind is to oh, get that thing rolling God. like that? Well, it was awful. <clears throat> I had to put rocks in my pocket. <laughs> 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 I wanted to say hello to Cass. Good morning, yeah. Mary. Anyway, your prediction, all of a sudden, the amaryllis is sticking up about 20 inches high. It looks like it's going to flower. Oh, any, any minute. <laughs> it's going to flower. It's ready. There's two of them coming. Good. So that's good. So, yeah. you, so it just needed that water is what it needed. Well, it needed to be transplanted in yeah. a bigger pot and give it a little bit of water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's great in the south window, and it's looking good. But anyway, I wanted to come see the reindeer so bad, <laughs> but... Oh, well, I see him on the travel show (laughs) (laughs) or the animal show. Anyway, Merry Christmas to all of you. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry. And I hope 2019 is going to be great. I'm predicting it. It's going to be perfect. Absolutely. We're going to grow everything that we can. Yeah. And everything's going to grow 100 100 pounds heavier than everything. <laughs> Sounds great, Oh, man. God, if you believe that, I'll save you the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you that sold means... that to me last week, Mary. Well, what are you and that's about? only, it's only a toonie. Yeah. It's only a toonie. Nice. Oh. Gee whiz. Thanks, Mary. You know, goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, actually, we had a couple people asking about Mary yesterday at the at the store. They said, "Where's Mary? Is she here for the reindeer?" And I said, "Not yet. We haven't seen her, but that's probably why she was getting blown the off the road." Yeah, Holy. yeah, down south. It looked it, pretty fierce. Yeah, no, I was amazed yeah. at, on the like you said when I seen that bale of hay rolling. I've never seen that. Like, I've never seen them move like that. No, absolutely no. crazy. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text lines. And we maybe are we a little early for a break? Yeah, we're a little bit Did early. Did you see this text about the fertilizer? Yeah. <laughs> Stopped in, but too many fertilizers to find the three part. part yes. Um, what are you growing? And that's because I know we have like the 10, 15, 15, 30, 15. If you're looking for the three part, um, the one for growing cannabis, we have that as well, but it's not labeled that. Uh, I'm just not too sure which one you're looking to for what you're going to grow. Um, if you just maybe text back and uh, and then we'll be able to answer that one for sure. Is that that fertilizer that comes in three? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Or if he's thinking like the, the lawn fertilizer, like sixteen thirty-two six. Yeah, we have the lawn fertilizer, but most of the most of the fertilizers all have three numbers. So like right. fifteen thirty fifteen. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Yes. Yeah. And those are the three things that uh, you typically need to to get your plants growing nicely. Absolutely. And. Yeah. and uh, up and down and all around. Yeah, non-salt bill. Yeah, so that would have been the the greened up numbered fertilizers, the no salt bill. So that's yeah. like you probably just wanted the fifteen thirty fifteen, but uh, he just texts back non-salt. But what were you going to grow? If you can text me that, and then we'll get that after the break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Bien. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join us on the phone lines, they're wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text lines. 
And uh, so, Kathy, you'd said you did a little thing on Global the other day regarding um, Christmas gift ideas. Yes, I did. For gardeners. <laughs> and, and, and truly, we get this... This next week, we had so lots of decor at the garden centers and things like that. But this this week coming up, you get everyone coming in asking, um, looking for something for for their gardener. Like, so what are the kind of the a good pair of gloves? Yeah, you know, a really good pair of gloves with leather hands and and or for instance, if for instance your gardener is a rose grower, some grow. Good ones with gauntlet, like the longer sleeve, yeah. uh, the longer uh, wrist on them so that you don't get as many rose thorns in you. The other thing I want is a really nice pair of new pruners most years. Yeah. Although I take care, I do sharpen mine and clean yeah. mine. They should so, last a few years. Yes, and they do. Like I've got a pair of Felcos that I think I've had for 15 years. And there's lots of good ones, even if you don't want to spend quite the Felco range. Right. Um, yeah. There's lots... Um, I know we have the Greenhouse Pro and a couple of the other varieties. The Corona, there's some of those that are quite good. And you good. should check them with your hand and your hand strength. Yeah. So if well, you're going to the... Good. How it feels good. And if you're going to the garden center to buy a pair of of good pruners, maybe if it's not for yourself and it's for a, per, a lady and you're a guy buying your lady a pair of pruners, get one of the young gals at the store to test it out for you and lift it and tell you what it feels like. For her, and then go from there. Absolutely. And and honestly, I I personally like to go in and check out what the new equipment that's available. Yeah, no, and create a little uh, gift basket yes. or something like that. Like yeah. you get a nice pair of pruners, pruners a kneeling pad, gloves, kneeling pad, and I even have in the recent years started to wear a little bit of an apron thing, so I could put all my things Absolutely. into a pocket. Although I do have a tool bucket that I carry, and I just love that thing. Yeah. So. Everybody has their wishes, and that's one of them. And then, do you have kneeling benches? Yep. I Actually, like we kneeling had, benches. We had someone in yesterday buying one. They, they were funny. They were looking for that. So I think those are the. I think those are great. I think I like is a rain gauge. It just gives yeah. you idea. Some days, some of those weeks, you think it rained for all week, and but, it didn't. Yeah, and you look out, and you really actually only got a half inch of rain or whatever. So I, I, I love the rain gauge. Because really, then you can judge how much water you really should be doing yeah, or not your yard doing. Got. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because we get these heavy, heavy downpours, and everyone thinks that deluge watered everything, but it runs off just as quickly. That's why our gardens are so valuable. They trap the moisture a bit, so more you plant, the more you capture. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. All right, let's go. We're going to go to, we went all the way from High River, now we're going to go out to Airdrie. Ooh. Good morning, Sonia. Hi there. Hey, how can we help you? Well, I'm taking care of this orchid. I've had it since spring. Yeah. And I haven't repotted it. It's doing okay. Uh, what size pot is it in now? It's just within a little plastic one sitting yeah. within the, you know, uh, another pot. Yep. Yeah. And it's probably fine in there. You might want to look at changing it in February or March when the days okay. start getting longer and things like that. Okay. If it's doing fine now and that, I would just leave it. But at that time, it is nice to get it into a nice orchid bark or orchid pot with the holes in the side into nice orchid bark, and oh. uh, and then that way it's there for for a long time. And then as they get bigger, they start getting top heavy in those little pots, uh -huh. and they'll fall over quite easily. So if you get it into a nice pot, um, and and then you're good for years, right? Like it, you don't have to okay. do yeah. Just, I've got. One uh, new leaf that is doing wonderful, and then I've got these little guys coming out from the side. Yeah. 
and just leave them there? And Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. They could be either roots or they could be a new um, new bloom sprout or okay. or another leaf coming out. So, yeah, no, it sounds like you're doing everything right. How often are you watering it? Uh, maybe every two weeks I, I feel good. the soil. Yeah. No, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. No. And um, the uh, fertilizer. Oh, when did I last fertilize? November the 13th. Yeah. Okay. So if you, are you doing it sort of once a month or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. No, it's you're doing everything right. Um, did the old flower stalk stay on and stay supple, or did it go brown and hard? No, it stayed on. Okay. It's green, yeah. Oh, good. So it'll yeah. probably branch from there and produce new oh. flowers. One other question. I've been saving eggshells. Um, we've got some new trees there, a tall, wavy thing. <laughs> yeah, Swedish call them aspens or something? Yeah. Could be. So could I sprinkle some of those eggshells around the base of those trees? It, it definitely doesn't hurt them. Uh, okay. That's always good compost. It mixes into the okay. soil. Um, so by all means, if you don't have a compost pile or if you don't have no, a garden, no. you, you can mix a lot of that stuff in. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for your help. Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Sonia. Okay, Take bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. And, and that is one thing like, with orchids. Um, they're ones that I think people tend to overwater. Yes, because they think, oh, it's so beautiful, and they water it. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes when you look at them, they think, oh, they're a little bit expensive. But, man, if you just put it in the right spot, you're going to get three or four months of bloom out of that compared to if you're buying a pot mom or an azalea or something like that. You get... And they bloom all year. Absolutely. And doesn't matter of the day length. It, it, they just flower, and they're so gorgeous. I have... Right now, two stems flowering on one of my orchids, and there's 28 flowers. I don't ordinarily count them, but I was just blown away by that. I haven't got a picture from Stan Carver lately. Oh. Stan and his wife, they, I've sat in their kitchen a couple times, had a coffee or two. Yeah. And uh, enjoyed looking out the out the window, and oh, yes. uh, he has geraniums, but this face is west and uh-huh. just the most gorgeous orchids and things like that yeah. but i like if you get a good six to eight inch orchid pot yes. and you put two or three orchids in there because then you'll get some different colors and they can fit and they like growing closer together like that they kind of well, like they're, that they're epiphytes they yeah. like to grow off of other plant material they grow off of bark etc so they're a little different so Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're looking for that um, that type of thing, that's a good gift for someone, a nice orchid. Oh, um, yes. You could also do gift cards for people if you're not too sure what they like. like what they like is, um, And I'm very happy to see the, the millennials, the next generation, are really, really getting into plants. Like the young people yes. we get coming in, and if you search plants or... Or that in uh, in Calgary on Instagram. You could it's, give. It's loaded. That's right, and you could give a gift certificate for a class or prepay for a class at the Horticultural Society. Absolutely, we've got some really great houseplant classes coming up. Cacti, the jewels of the house, the cacti and succulents with John Duncan, and then we've got Kickstart Your Garden coming up. Now, there'd be a great course. Absolutely. And you could give it to a friend and pay for one for you and your friend, and it'd be a great social interactive class to go to. Absolutely. Lots of good fun in the plant world. And this is the time of year when you can do a lot of that. Classes, do some research, cruise around the garden centers. And and send away for all the seed catalogs so that you can dream big. (laughs) (laughs) And then the seed racks, I noticed... Ours are coming. We just talked to them. Yeah. Ours are on their way. So, well, I noticed (coughs) I was snooping around at 
at Greengate, and their seed racks are all in the back. I bet you they're getting ready to put them out. Yeah, no, so. it's it's definitely it's um it's that time soon as this Christmas. Wait, and Brad and I were talking, and Zoe just hey, seeds are next. So like right right just before Christmas, we'll get our seed racks. That's right. Out and yeah. get ready for the new year because as soon as January comes. Um, it, it is what well, it is. It's I laughed when I was at uh, Green Gate last week. They, I ran into Corinne Hanna from the zoo. Yeah, and she wasn't. She was there to buy garland, but she was over at the seed rack. <laughs> I haven't seen her for a long time. I laughed. I said, "So, I, you know, while she creates all those beautiful displays at the zoo for zoo lights, so she's been very busy." Yeah, actually, I got to make sure I get out to see the zoo lights this year. So we got Carrie. He sent us, uh, and this is a guy. Oh. He said, so uh, so Merle, is it normal for women who are nesting to want to obsess about gardening? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think so, you know, when they start now there's a- <laughs> building the nest at home, um, and and that's what I'm, like I said, I see a ton of that, like on Instagram and the and the followers, the younger people, and the young families coming into the into the store, buying the seeds, and, and again, uh, I believe we have the best seeds. Um, we have the Wild Rose Heritage Seed, which is a local seed. Um, in Calgary, and it's a local fellow just out of Lethbridge, and he does our seeds for us. And then we also have the West Coast seeds, and two two great brands. Um, we used to carry one of the American ones, but we we got rid of them and just wanted to carry two Canadian, Canadian brands. Canadian seed companies have been pioneers for well, and what a it is, it's time. different grades of seed too. And there's more and more research you do. You talk about it and. And it's just getting good quality seeds as well. And I do love the Wild Rose Heritage seeds because they have the foil pack and that you can uh, seal up after. And he, mm-hmm. he includes that in it. Like it's it's part of the package. So you're yes. getting a, 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 a Ziploc, which is which is awesome because so many times you get that and you fold your seed pack over. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pops open. Absolutely. And I mean, keeping your seeds because you're not going to just seed one row of carrots you're going to see two or three and you're going to stagger them so that you have different cropping times absolutely um we got to take a break right now you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and I'm here with Cass Smythe from the Cowrie Hort Society. If you'd like to join us and uh, ask any questions, the phone lines are open. You can call us at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, we've had a couple of texts asking about um, uh, poinsettia care. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Most of this stuff, the seasonal plants... It's a lot of it is just water it, let it dry in between waterings. And, and don't leave the sleeve on the poinsettia when you water it so it doesn't sit in the yeah. water because they're a cactus. They, they don't like to sit in Essentially, the water. Essentially, yeah. they're a cactus. They don't want to sit in the water and they don't like drafts. And when you buy one, buy one at a garden center so that it goes out of the store wrapped up properly. They don't like a chill. Yeah, we've been lucky this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I always love being at uh, at the Costco's or some of the box yeah. stores. And you, you're watching this poinsettia go out wrapped in minus, cellophane with or, no lid or no cover at all, minus <laughs> yeah. thirty, and it's just like, are you crazy? But, it, it'll be home. It'll sit in the house, and in half an hour, it'll be dead as a doornail. Yeah, well, this freezes up. Yeah, they do. They just go solid. 
Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, but so but for your Christmas cactus, your your poinsettias, things like that. So if you get one brought into the house, yes. someone brings you one, or you've picked one up. That's right. Um, how do you look after it? It's just basically. I with my Christmas cactus when I bring them home. I don't leave them in the fancy sleeve. I immediately move them to a pot with so that they drain properly. And I watch how they're watering, how I water them. And if it's been really cloudy and overcast for many, many days in a row, they won't need as much watering. Absolutely. So you, you have to look at the sun factor. I mean, it's been chinooking here, but we've had amazing sun. Yeah, and don't so, stick it right in the right in the, in the sunny, hot sunny sun, window. Because no, no. that'll just blow all your blooms. The and- flowers will fall off and then the leaves will go that red color. And then they take a while to come back to the natural green color. Absolutely. And actually, well, Mary's joined us one more time. <laughs> uh, I guess some other people aren't coming up as early as, uh, as yeah, Mary. So Mary's she has an orchid early. question. Hi, Mary. <laughs> okay, you guys. I'm sorry. But, That's okay. But no, no. The guy said you haven't got anybody hanging on. <laughs> so, we can get you uh, in. I'm just a hanger on her. Okay. A uh, cast. Yes. Uh, all these orchids. Yes. So you know what I did? I had a whole bunch of these little ones, uh-huh. you know, in those little tink, dinky little pots, plastic yes. pots. Yes. So I took them all out of there. I stuck them in all that orchid stuff. There's about six in this big pot. And I had a bunch of moths, and I planted them all in there. And then I swished, swished the the moss off of them. So, and then let the air roots on top, and you know what? They're going crazy. Well, they like to be freshened up every once in a while. Oh, I mean, let's face it, they've been crowded they're... in there with all that moss, and they yeah. get a little, sometimes they get a little soggy, yeah. and airing oh. them out doesn't hurt. But they like that hard stuff. That Yeah, the bark. Yeah, yeah the yeah. orchid bark. bark. Yes. That's right. Yeah. They like that, and then I give them a little of that orchid food, and geez, they're doing great. They're popping... Little dinky flowers coming out of them again. Well, good. Or buds, I mean, you know. So they should do okay. Just leave them in the south window. That's and, right. And and say, grow? Yeah, I, I just have <laughs> passing conversations with mine, and they, oh, they seem oh, to do yeah. fine. Well, I talk to mine, too. Don't, yes. Don't fall over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, too. You'd be like me. Don't fall over. Yeah, no falling over. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Mary. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm joined with Cass Mythe from the Cowrie Hort Society. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call us at 403-974-8255. And that is talk and text. And from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. One of the things that's coming up quite a bit right now is at the Garden Center. People are calling asking about um, pruning. And uh, I, I really... I prefer to do a lot more pruning in the fall, winter. Um, the arborists can see the trees and shrubs. Yeah. Um, they can heal better in the, going into the springtime. I just like being able to see a lot of it because then yeah. that way when, you, when you're thinning out, you're not making any mistakes. You're not caught in the middle of this forest. Sometimes you can't see what you're doing. So um, 
and it's talking. But your fruit trees and stuff, you shouldn't really do no, those. February, March. Yeah, thinner pruning is fine. Um, when you get to some of the bigger branches on your fruit, yeah, wait till a little bit later on if you're taking a good portion of it. If it flowers in the spring, you shouldn't prune it right now. No, unless you need to, because then otherwise you're going to lose your buds and things That's like right. that. So, yeah. yeah, you don't want to do your pruning until after they're done blooming, like your lilacs and, and things like that. But a lot of times it's this is when you can look at your bark and you can see if you have a lot of deadwood mixed in with your lilacs and it's time to thin them out or do the mm-hmm. rejuvenation. Yes. Take them down to the ground. Um, a lot of times your potentillas, your nine barks. So if you do a lot of those, um, if you do them now or throughout the winter, um, first thing in the spring, you'll be amazed by May comes up, they start coming, and by the end of June, they're full-grown nine barks or full-grown poinsettias. <laughs> or, 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 uh, uh, la, la, la. What are those things called? Potentillas. <laughs> I poinsettia on the brain still. Poinsettia um, brain. Yes, but they um, they just but they look revived. And all of a sudden you're saying, man, my my uh, potentilla is, is healthy again. My nine That's bark, right. yes. my spirea, all those ones that... They need to, that needs to happen every three to four years just to give them that rejuvenation uh-huh. and give them that back to life when they're not trying to revitalize all that old wood. And uh, so anyway, so it's a good time to get out and look at your trees and shrubs and and that. And we mentioned earlier in your evergreens, is if, if you want to give them a little bit of a wash down and, and do that, all that kind of thing. And then we're also, uh, if you have any birch trees, we're booking... Um, if you're looking to get any of the injection done, looking for the birch leaf miner, we're going to be doing that with our pruned up crew coming up. So you can, uh, you can book that now and, uh, and then we'll have you all set up for spring. And what do we got here? A it, variegated is, Dracaena. Yeah. Is that one of those, uh, tricolors? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a host plant too. I thought, yeah, I is. thought it was maybe a formium. No, I, it looks to me like it's a Dracaena. Flax. No. Yeah. Is it a formium? I think so. It might so. be a formium. It might be. Yeah, very... it is. It looks oh, like look it. look at the branching in it. Yes, that's a formium. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, what do you call that? New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand flax. flax. Yeah. 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 Yes. So that's what that is. I just finished trimming most of the dead off. Is it going to look ugly for the next season being trimmed so high? Um, Which is fine. You just got to plant it in a little bit deeper. Just keep raising the soil up on that a little bit. Um, and you'll be fine on that one. So it's also suffering a little from the fact that it isn't in direct sunlight anymore. Yes. And and the other, I mean, it's going to shed a few leaves, but don't water it as much. Think about it; it dries out a little more because it's not getting as much sun. So let and it. And they dry hold out. a lot of water they in the do. middle of those yes. um, dracaenas and things. That a lot of your cane plants, like the yuccas, the dracaenas, they hold their moisture in yep. their stems. No, and they have that big thick cane, and that's what it's for when they go exactly. into the drier times. They, they store the water in the middle of their trunk, so they're good to go. Dry house tropical plants. Yeah. Um, um, and most of them do great. Um, the main thing is don't start misting, don't start that procedure, because a lot of times if they get used to it and then you stop doing it, then your plants will end up And our suffering. water is so hard, you end up with white salt spots on them sometimes yep. because you're doing that. If you, you're worried about humidity, maybe just fill up a saucer with gravel and then keep yep. the gravel moist, and that'll help the humidity. But for the most part, houseplants and tropical plants do really, really well in Calgary because it's they fairly do. bright. yes. And they're not going to get overwatered per se, but just again, 
dry well, out in between watering, as long as you yeah. don't overwater yeah, yourself. Yeah, and I keep I keep a watering can full of water to let the water stay room temperature. I just looked up the clock. We oh. got to take a break for the news. <laughs> You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm joined with Cass Mythe today. She's from the Cowie Hort Society. And we're going to go to the phone lines. We have Myrna on the line. Good morning, Myrna. Hi, Myrna. Hey, good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. And Merry Christmas before I forget. Yes, Merry Christmas to you as well. So what do you got going on in the garden today out there? That's what I was going to ask, because of my amaryllis that didn't have bloom. I know that some of them sometimes, if if the leaves come on first, they don't have bloom. So how did that happen? Like, why does sometimes some amaryllis doesn't have the bloom? A lot of times it's depending on what you fertilize it when before before it goes dormant. If If it had too much nitrogen in it, and then when they go to sleep and they're more full of nitrogen rather than phosphorus, they will, when they come out, that's going to be the big push in it. There's too much nitrogen, and then it pushes more leaves than blooms. Oh, but I, I, I did what I, what you said, that uh, fertilize them with 15, 30, yeah. 15, and then let them die off. Yeah, no, and that's that should have been what you need. That was... Most time, any other ideas, Kath? Like that's well. My my, did you um, let them go dormant in um, a cool place so that they got a chance to get a bit of a chill? Yes, I yes. did. Okay. Well, sometimes, and it's just sometimes. But when, some of them are, have bloom. Some of some of them doesn't. They are in the same batch, but ah. Uh. But They're some, just like people. Yeah. There, Myrna. Like some of us are. <laughs> I, some I, of us I, fall in line, and some don't. <laughs> This year, this year, Myrna, I had two that started to produce just leaves, and I thought, oh, oh, I did something wrong. Yet yesterday, I noticed two of them have buds poking out through the leaves. Oh, sometimes you just have to wait. Sometimes you just have to be patient with them, and that's what will happen is they've put a lot of energy back into the bulb, and then the leaves come back, and some of the leaves didn't completely finish from the year before or the season before, so they'll produce a few leaves, and then the bud will come. Oh, okay. So don't give up yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But but are you getting lots of leaves, Myrna, or is it just... Yeah, like about... Three or four yeah. coming out right now. Yeah, and I wouldn't worry then. I would keep watching because I, I, I got all panicked <laughs> that I'd done something wrong with my big red guy, and he seems to. Well, he's got a bud showing yesterday, so I'm, I'm thinking I've got it. So. Yeah. Okay. Is it just me, or is it weird that sometimes I, I uh, also do like tulips or hyacinths inside the house for January? Yes. No, that's normal. That's uh, it, a good thing. Yeah, it's nice to do that because then you get some nice spring color because those are all these, the doldrums in, in Alberta, right? Is that January, February, March time because we have nothing really going on outside. It's just dry and, and either you, brown and dirty. So it's nice to have those uh, spring colors. So when you bring them out, do you put them on the, the table just to watch them grow? No, my hyacinth, they're still uh, growing in the dark. Like, uh, they're probably going to come out in January or in a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Yes. Put them in the dark until they are like three inches. That's right. And then I put them outside and then the bloom comes. Yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. I learn, you know. Yeah, you do. (laughs) 
they're they're coming pretty soon. Sometimes tulips, like I just have one one planter, one little pot and, and table sometimes just to to uh, encourage me that spring's coming. That's right, and something can still grow. Yes, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it definitely helps you get through those it's times. It's gardeners' happy New Years. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly you, what my plan is. Do you have any, do you have any gardening uh, resolutions for next year that you're going to try and accomplish? Because I know you're always trying different things, so any new ideas for this coming season, Myrna? I just wanted to thin out. Like, I I think I collect too much perennials. Because... <laughs> but they get overgrown, too. Like, some of them keep growing and growing. So, no, that's a, that's a great one to do, though, right? Because... Uh, um, you do need to do that every so often. You need to thin them out, split some things. You can share some of those perennials. Um, but definitely that's something to to keep in mind um, for first thing in the spring to put that on the job list, to, to do that first before yeah. before it gets going too much. Absolutely. So. I'm probably going to transfer some to my friends or to my daughter to, to thin out mine. and then But then when I see some new hydrangea or new perennial that I don't have before, I... Like, you know, I can't stop myself. Well, I know. I think that plant addicts have a whole different place. <laughs> we go into a garden center and we should have an escort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do that for you, Myrna. We can do personal shoppers with you. We'll just get somebody, a couple strong lads to have the big carts to follow you around. You can just fill them up. <laughs> or you can have someone there to have an intervention. <laughs> I think it's your fault too, Merle, because you bring out so many new things and these things I don't have. So yeah. it's all your fault too. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll own that one, Myrna. I'll own it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much and Merry Christmas to you and all the best. Thank you. You guys too. See Thanks, you in the Myrna. new year. Bye-bye. Bye. No, and that's part of the garden center part that I sure. do like is finding those different plants um, fine, but good quality plants, but hardy plants that are going to do well in our area. Um, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing gala apples or or some certain apples that do not grow here, and then you go to some of the other bog or some of the gardens, and they have those kind of things. Like those, like don't you got to be careful. You've got to know what you're shopping here. for. Um, actually, we're going to go to Dale, but then we're going to we'll talk about growing herbs. We got okay. a text on that. Let's go to Dale first. Good morning, Dale. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Of course. How can we help you? I just had a question about um, can you water plants with bottled water or just tap water? Just they tell tap me out here in Calgary that the water is so hard, but then they tell me the bottled water doesn't have anything in it. That's right. The bottle. There's nothing wrong with our water for our house plants. There's lots of natural minerals, etc., and we have really fine water. Yeah, our what, tap water's fine. Our tap water's great. And I just one of the reasons I just set it aside in a watering can is because I want it at a certain temperature for my plants. I want it at room temperature, so I'll fill a, a watering can and let it sit. But I also gather things like when I'm boiling eggs, I save my egg water and. Things like that, just because it's just a, I'm a little cheap about water. How about uh, potato water? <clears throat> Absolutely. As long as you don't salt, there's nothing wrong with saving your vegetable water. Oh. So, I oh. mean, for years, my mom always watered with whatever came off her stove because she didn't cook with salt. And she always just had a, a jug or two sitting on the side and she'd just drain the water into that. So many homes and so many companies now all have these uh, this purified water. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. 
nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with our tap water either. We have some of the finest water in the world. It's clean. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess with that, with some of the uh, with the pure water, what you're really getting there is the hydration. Yes. And then what it does, it enables you to really. Um, control what kind of fertilizer it's going to get and the yes. salt content. So if you yeah. if you want to do blooming or if you have evergreen, you do your 30-10-10. Or if you're looking to get a, a good blooming, then you go to your 15-30-15. Or if you just want a good all-purpose, you can do your 20-20-20. It just gives you, a, you, you know a little bit more of what exactly is going to be in there and the, and the mineral content. But I agree with Catholic. Our, our water is actually, I remember they did a test on it. And this was like 10 years ago. They compared it to um, even Perrier and stuff. And it was way better than any of those ones, like cleaner and just. Exactly. So, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of our homes now. We hooked them right up to our tap systems. What, the purifiers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah and you're saying tap water, but... Uh, tap water's fine as long as you don't have a purifier on it. That's fine. Yeah. Because it depends on what they're using for a, tur- a purifier, because if it's salt, that's, yeah, that's not a good softener. idea. That's the softener, and I, you know, that's all well and good. I mean, it's but it's not good for your plants for all that salt in it, so... Are, are you talking a purifier or a softener? Um... I don't know. It's just one of these things you hook up to your home system. Yeah. Oh, for drinking water. Yeah. 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 No, I was thinking about that. There, I got a filter in my fridge, and then I got one of those Keurig coffee, and it has a filter on it. So I'm filtered. I'm filtering filtered water. I'm just like, this is crazy. Like it just yeah. <laughs> pour out of the tap. It'll be fine. Like <laughs> so. Anyways, I yeah. For the most part, Dale, I think we're good. I think um, east of Calgary, there's definitely some areas. Um, need that. That yeah. have the really heavy, heavy salt content, really hard, hard water if you're on the wells and things like that. But I think for the most part, when we're getting our water out of the river like we're doing, we're pretty fortunate to have good water. So, Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open now. You can call it 403-974-8255 or one 800 563 if you have any ideas for uh, gardeners, for gifts, or if you want to ask about uh, what you can grow inside or whatever else is going on, give us a shout. Um, I've got a text here, growing herbs indoors. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Well, there's certain herbs that do better than others in indoors, definitely, but it's a light factor. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to do it, you'll need to supplement your um, with a good grow light, and you want the full spectrum Um and that that makes all the difference. Um, the Sun Blaster brand is is one of the ones you'll see in most of the garden centers. Um, that's the one that gives the I, I find the best light, and it's the true. You're trying to replicate the sun, and uh, the Sun Blaster brand is a great one. And you will do. You really, really can do quite well. Um, and just be careful with some of the new LEDs. I know I mentioned this last week. Um, you can really get the scorch on some of the plants if you get it too close. That's right. And, but, uh, I mean, there's there's herbs that you can grow that do quite well. Yeah, I mean, and, again, watering is the biggest thing in, the, in this, that's this time right. of year, is especially basil, things like that. People water just too much. Well, they um, see that soft green leaf, and they think they have to drown it, and it just <laughs> doesn't do well. No, it prefers to be a little bit and, drier. And, and, and that's right. And, and then the other part of the equation is the humidity, the extra bit of humidity. Yeah, so. and uh, but what what can you grow that really would do really well? Cilantro would still do cilantro quite well. does really well. I grow parsley. Yeah, 
I think that it's one of my favorites just because it has that peppery taste. And I overwinter my bay tree indoors. Okay. So I have that. So what do you just trim off leaves every so often? Every so often I give it a tidy up. The bay tree likes to be not allowed to dry out too much. Mm -hmm. And the soil has to have a good drainage to it. So, And I keep it in a cool west-facing window and it does really well. And I have others, like I do, I grow my ba- my parsley. I know some of my friends grow thyme and they grow oregano and, and things that are perennial, but they do that because they're evergreen and they'll just continue to grow. Because some plants go through a life cycle, like cilantro will grow, but it sheds its leaves once it goes to seed. If you let it flower and then it goes to seed. And I think that's a lot of it with the with a lot of the perennial, I mean, not perennials, but the herbs. That's um, right. People not using them. That's right. You, If you're going to use it, you got to, I mean, if you're going to grow it, you've got to use it. Yeah. You've got to pick it. Well, the, the mints, they love it. Yes, the mints will go crazy. Lemon <clears throat> balm. Lemon balm is very fragrant and I enjoy it. I like the smell of it. Yeah. And uh, when we get back, we have uh, someone that wants some tips on growing marijuana inside. So Ooh. we can uh, <laughs> we can definitely chat a little bit about that, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll touch on that project. After we're going to go to Caroline first. She wants to talk about poinsettias. Good morning, Caroline. Oh, good morning. How are you? Really fine, thank you. I really enjoy your show every week. Very informative. Thank you. We try to keep it that way. How can we help you today? Best wishes for the holiday season. Same to you. Thank you so much. I had, uh, from last Christmas, I got a nice little poinsettia, not a real big one that you can buy in the stores. Like, it's this little decorator one in a nice little pot, a ceramic pot. Yep. Um, of course, now it's just green. There's, it was pink. It was a pink poinsettia. Yep. And, of course, now I'm just looking at nice little green leaves. And someone told me a while back that you should put it all summer in a dark place and you'll get back the... the well, no, sort of in, um, I guess, sort of in September, August, September, you start putting it in, I guess, September, you start putting it in a closet, 12 hours of darkness, 12 hours of light. You still water it? <clears throat> oh, yeah, treat it like a house plant because you're bringing it out in the daytime like a house plant. But then you got to put it in that closet or somewhere they where it's 12 hours. They need that unequal hours. day and night. Yep. Yep. Oh, 12 hours and then 12 hours out? Yes. Ah. Yeah, to get them to bloom. And that triggers them to to change color in the bracts and, and into bloom. Oh, really? And yeah. you do that from September till now? Yeah, it's about six to eight weeks, something like that. It's eight weeks. Yeah. It's about eight weeks and you start usually in yeah, late the, August into September. Yeah. And it's very strict to protocol about keeping them in the dark well that just seems like from a month isn't it august to september well no no, no. no. you start in august to september and you gotta you keep it so september october and then into november you'll start seeing the color and that's actually why you don't see poinsettias in the shops so right now i'm kind of out of luck to get any any yeah unless you want to get it to bloom by easter you can have an easter poinsettia but maybe. we're only getting about six hours of daylight merle <laughs> yeah so you have so. to supplement with the light at this time of year yeah, yeah. so when you start earlier i've you... never heard it addressed on your program about that like something like this that can happen yeah no we've uh we, we've mentioned actually quite Way a few times it's, it's just a lot of people yeah. just for the cost and trying to keep a poinsettia over they're not the easiest house plant to grow either. Like, Do you remember, Merle, when uh, Wade was growing poinsettias still at the Golden yeah. Acre North and they lost a whole crop because somebody pulled into the parking lot at night and left their headlights on the crop? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. one of those ones. We used to grow them as well. Um, 
when I was the head grower. And it's something we have to start. We used to get our plugs in in August and we'd plant them up our cuttings and then we'd plant them in August. Yeah. And then you also have to use, we also have to use, uh, a growth retardant on them to keep them yes. shorter and things like that. It's it, it's not an easy one to grow. So, and twelve hours light and twelve hours. That's it. That's right. Oh, All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you. Have a Take nice. Care. Day. Yep. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, and right now we are your favorite Christmas store, trees, greens, decor, and so much more. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We've got you covered. And uh, Christmas tree uh, season's gone really quite well. I'm happy with, uh, we got a great uh, crop of Fraser furs in this year, which is uh I find them to be the most fragrant and... Uh, and they're and, so pretty. I like the two tones of yeah, them. Yeah, you get the yeah. green and... Texture. Yeah, that's so why I had one holding one way and the other. And one, the ladies went, why is that one so silver and this one's blue or green? I mean, I said, we'll just flip the, the branch over a little bit and you get both colors, so... Yes. Um, but those... Uh, and Pat had uh, texted me. He He's called in and he's texted us a few quite a few times over the... In our gardening season. He's one of our gardening friends here. And uh, and he had sent up a text saying that his is still drinking close to two to three liters a day. So, yes. and that's that's a lot of water. But they're big trees. Some of those ones you get, yeah, you got to get it right up into them. So yep. that's not unusual. So they rehydrate. Yes. Um, so here we got. Good morning. I have many plants that grow under lights, like herbs, roses, sedums. Can I just use Rage Plus for fertilization instead of fifteen thirty fifteen while they're under the lights? Um, newest new gardener, easiest to grow. Um, I would. Oh, actually, no, that was a different one. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's. Uh, I think that's from our other question. Sometimes it's hard on these texts. They come up in not necessarily the all the same order. Um, you you can absolutely you can just use the Rage Plus if you want to use that throughout the winter time, um, just to keep them fertilizer. It, it keeps plants doing exactly what they need to do. Um, it. It works great just as a great maintenance fertilizer, growing great things. So if you want to just use Strictly Rage Plus, by all means, you're, you're good to go. Um, and if you want to switch over into the 15-30-15, if you want to, when you get into the blooming season, you want to push a bit more bloom. Yeah, it'll push like, a few more flowers into it, yes. Absolutely. So yes. by all means. And I was just flipping through. Kath was uh, <laughs> nice enough to bring me a few of the, of the gardening... Uh, the Calgary Gardening Magazine. Yeah, the Calgary Gardening Magazine, which you can, with a membership, you get them online. But you can also pick up the hard copies yes, you were saying. Yes, you can at the office. Yeah. Are they, are they free or? Well, if you're a member, you can you can pick up a copy of it. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, awesome. I, I do enjoy holding it and uh, and flipping through it. And, that, and here you have, um, here you can get in how to make your amaryllis bloom again. Yes. And you got... Lots of things on pollinators and to-do to lists, all kinds of different things. Um, it's a great little magazine that you kind of get. Uh, and the um, Gardener's Social Calendar of all the courses and members' talks and things that, we, that we're having coming up. There's going to be a great one on peonies. I'm quite excited about that yeah. members' talk. And when is that? That one's in February. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So... 
If you'd like to, what do you want to talk about now, Kath? Well, I was reading this new gardener, easiest to grow, and I think that pertains to the lady with the herbs. Oh, okay. If you're a new gardener, don't try to do basil. It's really tricky at the best of times, even outdoors. But I, I'm serious when I say lemon balm and any of the mints and thyme and oregano. But are you going to grow them from seed or are you just planning to go find plant material? Yeah. That's the trick. Again, start with the ones that... Are easiest. Yeah. No, and basil is a little bit tougher. Yeah, it is. But if you're going to grow from seed, cilantro grows really easily from seed. Parsley gr- takes a bit to germinate, but it grows quite well from seed. So yeah, some are, of the herbs and some of the perennials, they do take a little bit more to, yes. to get to germinate. They have a lot harder seed. That's right. Yeah. So, and right after the break, we will uh, we'll chat a little bit about bro- growing some cannabis. Oh, again, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we haven't really touched it yet. Yeah? So we, he okay. asked us to, to mention growing on, okay. on how to do that. So, uh, Kath will have to bring out her old book, her old black book from before of how to how to grow her pot plants, and we'll get that going. I had a roommate that grew. <laughs> I may be old, but I'm not. <laughs> nice. All right, we got the we Don't got the cannabis we got the cannabis guru here, Caspite, and we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm here with Caspite. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call us at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, if, you, if you're thinking of uh, partaking in growing some cannabis, since it's, <laughs> it's legal now and you're allowed to have four yes. plants, um, it's something that, I, and I've been asked quite a bit about it, and I, and I know I've done a couple of interviews in here on the radio and, and other places. Um it's one that I didn't. I don't think is really going to be take off as big as what some of us were th- were thinking. Um, it's going to be readily available for whoever wants to smoke it or do whatever they want to do with it, ingest it or whatever. Yeah, no, because even like co-op has the co-op cannabis store, right? Or yes, wherever they do. Yep. So you can, what's your co-op you number? You can even buy it at. at <laughs> pretty soon, you'll be able to buy it at Shoppers Drug Mart. Apparently, yeah. So. No, so it, it's going to be around, sort of basically like a liquor store. But if you do want to try and grow it, they're, they are not the easiest plant to grow. No, they're not. And the one the big deterrent is that once you get them bloom into bud stage they they stink really bad and that's sort of why people used to call them skunkweed or this or that because it it does stink so having a proper filter lighting and 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 the proper fertilization program for them um is really important so it, it's one that um if you want to get yourself a, a a grow tent and you want to grow one or two plants in it and you have a place in the basement or something like that um by all means, but again, I would don't cheap out on the filter. No, don't cheap out on it. It no, really does smell to, like dead running shoes. Yep, two to three thousand dollars, like is gonna like good carbon filter. That's, that's right. Um, to do it properly, um, and you still need a good fan because you've got to keep the air moving yep. around them. So yeah, it's really important. All of that. Yeah, it, it's something that I think some people, and I'm not sure what the bylaw is if you're allowed to grow them. Um, outside in your yard or not. Um, I don't think you are. Yeah, if you have a greenhouse I, or something outside. I think if you have a greenhouse, I don't think you're allowed it outside. Okay. But if you but if you are growing them, they actually germinate quite quickly, quite easily. That's yes. the easy part. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of it's growing like a tomato. 
There's a book suggestion here from one of our listeners, Dwayne. Yeah. He uh, says, for the cannabis growers, there's an old book called Grow Your Own Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent for info on growing and oftentimes hilarious as well. I imagine it would with a title like that. Recommended reading for anyone who wants to grow their own first timers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, and it is one of those ones. It, it's kind of interesting, like, to grow and and mm-hmm. if you get it going. But a lot of people don't get it to the bud stage, so they don't get to the stinky part. Um, because it is a, it's a little bit tougher. You have to have the proper light, the proper fertilizer to get it. And then it's got it. a flower. Yeah, yeah. and that's and where the, the bud. That's the tricky when the bud, and the bud is the productive part of it. Yeah. So um, a lot of it is we have a three-part fertilizer program that we have through the Evolve um, that we have at, at, out at Spruce um, for, for people that want to grow it. We've been helping cannabis growers for a number of years. but Yeah, they, back when they used to grow um tomatoes. Yeah, they're, yeah <laughs> the guys come in and kind of grow some tomatoes and yeah, uh, um, with, the, with, the, yeah, with the quotation marks. So you, you basically knew that was the nod. You just kind of knew what they were going to grow. Um, so, again, growing with the, with the proper soil. Um, and lighting is is one of the biggest thing, and and this consistency, and and not letting them dry out in between, and a lot of it is the same. Like they they use the same fertilizer. Like the fifteen thirty fifteen is a good one that you continue to grow on it. And but it's it's one that I'm like I said a year ago when they first announced it, I was kind of thought, hey, this could be exciting for our business. But I really think it's one that um, is going to die out fairly quick just because of the people that are growing are going to do it and, and continue to do it. And they have great success and they've invested their money to do it. But I think for the new guy, just to try and grow a little bit, um, you're going to get really deterred from the smell if you get it at that point because it, it'll stink up your house. And you just don't want to do it to create any issues with your home um, regarding that. And... Uh, go from there. Anyways, where are we at? Let's go. Geb was in last week and he's kind of, oh, there he is. He's back on hold there. Let's see. Let's see what's going on this week. Good morning, Geb. Good morning, sir. Hey, how are you? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's up? As the week? old Romans used to say, cogito ergo sum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. I, I think, therefore, I am. I am. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, anyway, my friend, I called you a week ago according, um, uh, regarding my uh, amaryllis. Yes. It stuck out its little, whatchamacallit, about half an inch. Yeah. Oval-shaped. Yeah. Perfect. And it's, yeah, it, it, so, yeah, you told me to water it, and I did all that, and I prayed over it, and whatever not. So now it's coming. No. I thought it's, you you said a little knob sticking up there now. Oh uh, yeah, but it's been sticking out there for about four weeks now, and okay, the just, little knobby up top is getting gray. I think it's dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's not good if it's going gray. That's uh, probably not a good thing. I thought we maybe had that th- able to to revive that one and get it going. Um, again, if it's not totally just. Keep it in a in the warmer spot you can get it into a bright spot and uh, and see what you can get going on it. Hopefully you can uh, maybe revive it or get a second bloom from it. Because the one I just had at my house, honestly, I had four four bloom stalks come out of it. It was amazing. So I have a I have a lady living in the hovel where I'm living. Yeah, she has five. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. So and that was a, and you can't get yours. <laughs> I contend mine doesn't even do anything anyway. But it's the first time. I mean, I had amaryllis every year. Yeah. 
No, and and sometimes it, it, we talked with uh, Myrna before about when they go to bed and and sort of the the duration and what fertilizer they're getting at the time when they go dormant. So it's really quite important to try and get that high phosphorus number, like even like the zero ten ten. Um, is a great fertilizer p- to put those to bed with because um, you're getting the last two numbers and no nitrogen, and wow. then that way it, it can stock up on that and then be able to go to sleep with that, and then it can uh, be ready to go when it comes up with lots of the phosphorus to create that bloom. Well, is there any point uh, fertilizing it now? Giving it some... Um, you could try, absolutely. Yeah, why not? Uh, give it some 15, 30, 15, um, Ultra Bloom, something like that would be great. I have no idea what that is, but I have this liquid stuff from uh, in a little... It's probably a Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah, yeah use that. If it's a, Does it say blooming, or is it just a houseplant one? Pardon me? Is it just for houseplants, or does it say for flowering? Hang on. <laughs> Anyways, have... something is better than nothing, so... Give it a shot, Geb, and uh, and maybe see any any thoughts, Kath, on what he can do to get that well, amaryllis. Well, Schultz, Schultz. 18, uh, 10, 18, 10. Ooh. Plant food. It, it might not do as good a job as letting it come into the next stage, which is once the flower head comes and it's starting to fall down, you will get foliage, and then I would go to the 15, 30, 15 fertilizer. Yeah, but... It, it doesn't do anything. No. <laughs> I think you're going to throw it out, but it's uh, difficult to come by anymore. They're, they're all sold out. Yeah, we, we still have lo- we still have quite a few bulbs at, at the store there for you. So. We're in uh, halfway to the American border there? Uh, <laughs> no, we're on the south side of Calgary, yeah, but... <laughs> it's a short... Every road leads to spruce it up there, Geb. You're only there until 11, are you? I'm here at... No, I'm at the radio station, then I go to the store after. So oh. I'm there after 11, usually for a while. So. Oh, maybe I come down. Yep. I'll be there after 11. And, and bring this thing along, and then you can tell yeah, me. Yeah, do that. Good idea. I'll be yeah. there at noon for sure. Okay, wonderful. Awesome. Thanks, Geb. See you later. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm here with Cass Smythe from the Calgary Hort Society. And I uh, got a text from one of our friends, Darcy. He says, Merle, do you have a hydro fertilizer? And uh, he's a fan of, of, of us that spruce it up. He goes, by the way, have you put your warning sign up for your wild rose heritage seed yet? Um, he kind of, he had, he was growing the, the, the pumpkin and spaghetti squash last year and the rabbits were loving it cause it was growing so fast. He was this, he'd called in last, uh, oh. in the fall, he was just saying how well he did with the seeds and, uh-huh. and how much of, uh, cause Kath was wondering what's this warning about the wild rose heritage seeds <laughs> I about, I said, no, just cause they do so well. So I, I really do like them because they are a locally sourced seed and Shane grows and tests and and does everything with them. So they're just yeah. such a great seed. And uh, so we'll have those in fully stocked again here in January, as well as the West Coast seeds. And uh, and we pretty much, when you're looking online, if you do look through the West Coast, we pretty much carry every seed that they have online. Um, we'll have them in the store for you. So um, by all means, um, come by and have a look, and we'll have all the grower supplies to go along with it. So... 
and uh, we'll go from there. And then Dean from the Urban Growing, he, he was asking about indeterminate tomatoes. And I, I'm sorry, I don't know the varieties in, off my head right now. I know Kath has a couple, but out of the two brands that we do have with the Wild Rose Heritage and uh, West Purple Coast, Cherokee. we will have lots of, we have, we'll have a few of those varieties available for you here in January. Which one do you like? Purple Cherokee. Yeah. Wow. West Coast Seeds. Fabulous. Nice. Beautiful production on it. And it's a nice bushy productive plant. Awesome. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Hi, how are you? Good. How can we help you? Well, I wanted to ask you about some bugs I have on my plants. Yes. Uh, So I have a lovely ivy plant that, um, so I have two. One is untouched, but one of them at the base of the plant, like so near the soil, it's all turning brown. And um, it looks like fall, so it's pretty. But um, and uh, so I'm just wondering, like I sprayed it with safer soap, but it doesn't seem to have done anything. So I think it's a bug. But I wondered if you, you folks, do you know. rinse? Do you rin- did you rinse off the soap as well too? I didn't. Okay. Need- yeah, yeah, that the safer insects you should rinse off mm-hmm. as well because it can end up suffocating your plants as well and cause a bit of foliage issues. Oh. Um, so sometimes inside, I, I, the Pure Spray Green is one that I like to use. It's a little bit more of a pure product, and you can leave it on without the worry of suffocation or any kind of burning. Okay. Um, so when you do use, like I said, the safers, you need to do that. And uh, any other suggestions, Kath? Well, it sounds like spider mite to me. And what I would do is if you're going to use the Pure Spray Green, I have discovered that by using it, and putting a green garbage bag and pulling it up over top of the plant for 24 hours seems to increase the coverage mm. and lets it sit for a bit. And, and, then and it hitting does. them again every five days. About like every five days or so. For three yeah. weeks in a row, calling just mm. because you have to break the cycle because sometimes when the eggs get going and, uh, and then you'll go from there. So with spider mites, can you see the... Um, the no. eggs at all or anything? You just no, they're so tiny. Like the spider mite itself is pretty tiny. If you have a oh. good magnifying glass or something like that, by all means, you can see them and walking. you can run your hand across the leaf and feel the grit. Oh, okay. They go yeah. gritty. It's a little bumpy, I think. Yeah. Okay. That, that would be what it is. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll try that. And the other thing is that I brought in a couple of um, annuals, like three. And so now I've got lots of bugs in the house, it seems. Yeah, and again, they look like fruit flies. Yeah, you'll get a lot of those fungus gnats. Again, the Pure Spray Green works great on that, and we really recommend that you spray those before you bring stuff in. Okay. Um, give them all a shot of the Pure Spray Green. Spray the soil, spray underneath, and then br- let them dry. Clean your pot, clean your saucer, wipe it down. Yeah. So, so that- do you think I can save the plants now? or What type are they? Um... Mm, good question. Petunias <laughs> or anything. Like that. Um, sometimes with a lot of the annuals, if you just cut them right back, if they kind of got long and leggy and straggly looking, oh, okay. just cut them back, um, and then just give them start on a fertilizer program, and then they'll just revitalize, and then they'll start going again. Okay, I'll try that. Awesome. Thanks, right, Colleen. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I love this picture. Uh, of his tomato plant? Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne, uh, Dwight sent a picture of his... Um, tomato plant. Tomato plant. <laughs> um, but it, it, it is so. It, it, it is. In, it is a bit of a bizarre thing, though. When you think before, when you've seen this kind of stuff, it was. Um, it was illegal, right? And now this is all totally legit. It's. It's. Um, it's legal. You can grow your own. You can stop at 
at any one of the cannabis stores and you can and pick up some and that's uh, right and enjoy it and and i'm very fascinated with the cannabis industry. Well, it's a it's, culture. It's a culture thing. On too. the medicinal side. Uh, yeah, on the medicinal, f- yes. On what it does for your joints. And, and we'll talk a little bit of that when we get back. Um, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to us here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And we, we were chatting a little bit um and Dwight sent in a picture of his um, tomato plant, and uh, it's a nice little, <laughs> nice little cannabis plant. Um, but we just we were chatting a little bit, and Kath was mentioned just a bit about her her sore knee and and things like that. But um, the CBD oil from the hemp plant, um, you, this is going to come on. 2019 is going to be the year of hemp and all that. Yes. The U.S. has uh-huh. just passed a farm bill where they're going to bring it back in for farmers. Hemp is an amazing, amazing plant that you can you can create lumber out of it, paper, medicinal. almost as much as bamboo. <laughs> yeah, even even more so because yes. it, it can grow in North America, and and what it was, and they really figured it was outlawed back in the day because of from the farm big pharma, and they they pushed it back because they sort of seen what it could do, and and if you go back into the the early 1900s or late 1800s. It was very medicinal. It was in most of our medicines and things like that. Because I know mm-hmm. I was taking it. I'm out right now. Just the CBD, and it doesn't get you stoned or anything. Um, but what it does, it, it's amazing what, how good my knees felt. And because I had knee surgery, I had my ACL, MCL done. But honestly, just jump out of bed, it felt phenomenal. Um, it cleared my head up a bit. You just sort of think straight. Like it, it's just, it's something. So uh, we'll get a, we'll get a. A feedback from Kath in a few weeks. She's going to try the CBD. I got to try this. I'm going to go find it. And I, get I, would, it. I would definitely um, look at it because it's um, it's one of those ones that just seems to replenish your knees. But I'm looking forward to see what happens with the with the cannabis and the hemp over this in 2019. Because with the legalization of it coming down, and especially now down in the U.S., um, they're just seeing. Um, with the global and with the farmers, I think this is something that can help revive a lot of our industry and a lot uh, revive a lot of our our economy because it's going to bring farmers well, it is back an to work. It is. Absolutely, no, I I, I really I, I'm excited to see what what the hemp will do in in all of North America. So I know Mexico is is jumped on now, the U.S. as well, and Canada, obviously. But uh, it, it'll be really a, a quite an interesting um, thing to see what happens with it all in the, in 2019. So, yes. anyways, that's, uh, that'll, that'll be fun. So, what are, uh, are you doing any gardening today, Kath? Or are you just, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to bake cookies with my friends. Are you? <laughs> yes. Nice. It's that thing you do at Christmas. Yeah, actually, yes. my son and I, we baked an apple pie the other night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, actually, that was fun. Um, Derek is taking um, culinary in, in high school. He's in grade 10, so he's really actually quite oh. enjoys that because I was cutting Good the apple, him. and uh, he goes, Dad, give me that knife. You don't, you're don't, you not cutting it right. So oh. he uh, he jumped in and uh, knife, showed me how knife to... Knife skills are really important uh, when absolutely. you're a chef or well, a cook. Absolutely. Says so. the woman who has managed to just about maim herself with them. <laughs> Got them sharpened and then had to spend a month trying not to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I think Derek and I are going to take over the baking duties in our house. So. Oh, good for you. Yeah, and... Uh, and <laughs> 
and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we might starve, but it'll be yeah, okay. It'll be interesting. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but as far as uh, if you're looking at any gardening tasks, harvest any of the snow that was still on the ground. It's supposed to be warm all week. Get throw it, it on under your trees. Garden. Yep, throw it up against the house. If you have plants and trees and shrubs growing up against the house, foundation, pile some snow up against those areas. Let it melt into the ground. Don't just leave it in the middle of the lawn. Throw it under your spruce trees, on top of your junipers, and in your beds, all that other fun stuff. And a quick little shout-out to uh, Riva Las Vegas and, uh-huh. <laughs> and her husband, Brian. Thanks. Uh, nice to say hi to you guys, and we'll chat uh, in the new year. We want to plant some trees out at their place. So, anyways, till next week, we'll talk to you guys all soon. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Minus 5 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock.